This is Fair Issues on the Mormon Faircast. This week's article is entitled, Keeping the Faith, Proximity and Distances in the Book of Mormon Geography by Michael R. Ash, read by Ned Scarsbrick. This and other articles by Michael Ash can be found at deseretnews.com. This article was used by permission of the author and the Deseret News. While a hemispherical model for a Book of Mormon geography looks attractive to modern readers familiar with maps of North and South America, when we closely examine the text, it becomes apparent that such a model is untenable. An anthropologist, Dr. John Sorensen, pointed out years ago, the Nephite scripture consistently points to relatively short distances between Book of Mormon cities. While the Book of Mormon doesn't actually give us distances, it occasionally tells us how long it took to travel from one city to another. We know from both ancient and modern sources how long it typically took people, if they were traveling as soldiers or as families with provisions, to move through various terrains from one location to another. Plugging the same data into the Book of Mormon allows us to estimate the distance between locations. When an internal map is constructed on the approximate distance between Book of Mormon cities and their spatial relation to other Book of Mormon cities, we come to the inescapable conclusion that the Book of Mormon events took place in a very limited area, probably no more than a few hundred miles, perhaps the size of Tennessee, although the Nephites and Lamanites may have interacted with people or places that extended beyond their vicinity. While this may seem smaller than what is typically envisioned, it's consistent with what we find in the Bible. To repeat some information I presented in a previous installment, most people are surprised to hear that about 95% of the Old Testament took place in an area only 150 miles long, and less than 75 miles wide. Ancient Jerusalem encompassed a mere 13 acres. By E.W. Heaton, Every Day in the Life of the Old Testament, page 56. This is a remarkably small area when we recall that 640 acres are needed to cover a square mile, or that the Smith family farm, where Joseph had his first vision, covered about 100 acres. Matthew Brown, A Pillar of Light, page 25. Approaching the geography from a limited scale, a number of hobbyists, pundits, and scholars have proposed unique or variant models in an attempt to place those events in a real-world location. While most limited geographies find a home somewhere in the Americas, there are at least two models that place the Nephites outside the Americas. One pits them in Africa, another in the Malay Peninsula in Southeast Asia. Among the American models, we can include Mesoamerica, Peru, Baja, and the Great Lakes region. On the surface, all these models, with my personal exclusions of the African and Malaysian models, have some attraction. Supporters of these models are typically active LDS and have formulated arguments that appear, at least initially, 
to support their conclusions. Since there is no official revelation on the topic, members and leaders are free to speculate, analyze, and come to their own conclusions on the best probable location for Book of Mormon events. What type of information can we use to help us determine which model is the most sound? We can examine topography, weather conditions, known ancient cultures, flora and fauna, and any information gathered from archaeological explorations. We can also turn to the comments of the Book of Mormon prophets to understand how they understood their promised land, both in the promises made to their people as well as to future generations. One of the things we cannot currently utilize as supporting evidence for any model is DNA. As noted previously, the best DNA studies are unable to prove or disprove the Book of Mormon to support one particular geographic model. Dr. John E. Clark, professional archaeologist and former director of the New World Archaeological Foundation, explains one very important point about the formation of any Book of Mormon geography model. Quote, Most members of the church, when confronted with a Book of Mormon geography, worry about the wrong things. Almost invariably, the first question that arises is where the geography fits the archaeology of the proposed area. This should be the second question, the first being whether the geography fits the facts of the Book of Mormon, a question we can all answer without being versed in American archaeology. Only after a given geography reconciles all the significant geographic details given in the Book of Mormon does the question of archaeological and historical detail merit attention. The Book of Mormon must be the final and most important arbiter in deciding the correctness of a given geography. Otherwise, we will be forever hostage to the shifting sands of expert opinion. Close quote. The first thing that Clark suggests is to build an internal map that fits the text. The internal map can then be used in an attempt to match real-world locations in the Americas. In the following articles, we'll examine the internal map and some of the competing models. If you like this podcast, you can help promote it by subscribing to it in iTunes or by rating it and writing a review. Post a link on your blog and Facebook page and tell your friends about us. Questions or comments about this episode can be sent to podcast at fairlds.org or join the conversation at fairblog.org. Michael Ash is the author of the book Shaken Faith Syndrome, Strengthening One's Testimony in the Face of Criticism and Doubt, as well as the book of Faith and Reason, 80 Evidences Supporting the Prophet Joseph Smith. Both books are available for purchase online through the Fair Bookstore. Music for this episode was provided courtesy of Lawrence Green. The opinions expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or that of Fair Mormon.